Welcome to the Dear Young Preacher Mentoring Talk Podcast, a ministry of the Dear Young Preacher Mentoring Group with yours truly, Dr. James T. Worthy. Join me now for the next few moments for a time of education, inspiration, empowerment, and encouragement as we seek to help the next generation of proclaimers of the gospel of Jesus Christ for his glory and for his praise. There are passages of scripture that as a preacher, as a pastor, as a servant of the Lord, that I often go to uh, for encouragement. There are passages of scripture that I look to to keep my spirit encouraged, uh, to keep my heart encouraged, to keep me focused on the assignment that is before me. And it's for that reason I would almost encourage everybody, if, if especially in ministry, you got to have that passage from the word of God that speaks directly to your heart, speaks directly to your spirit and gives you that boost, that that push in your faith, uh, that boost in your spirit to let you know that you are doing the right thing. You're walking in the right path. You got to have it. You got to have it. For me tonight, I want to share with you one of those passages of scripture that really does it for me. And in using that passage of scripture, I really want to speak to the heart of those of you in ministry, in preaching ministry. I really want to speak to you tonight uh, with hopes of giving you uh, some nuggets of wisdom as well as a few words of encouragement. It's actually found in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number 30. Anybody who knows or has studied knows that that passage of scripture actually deals with uh, our good friend David. Uh, you all know who David is. Good evening, Mr. Uh, Sister Shonda. Good to see you tonight. Uh, David in 1 Samuel chapter 30 is coming back after uh, destroying the Amalekites, after fighting the Amalekites. And he returns with his soldiers. And when he comes back with his soldiers, he comes to discover that their wives, the wives of the soldiers, the children of the soldiers had been taken captive. And in the process of that, the Bible says that the soldiers that were once fighting with David had actually at this point began to turn on it. So many times in ministry, in our, in our attempts to serve God's people, there are some times when there are those who are fighting with us just at a moment's notice, just because things are changing or something happens that was unplanned or unexpected, they turn on you. Sometimes even in ministry, you feel like you are the only one out there. You are out there by yourself. Don't know which way to turn. Don't know which way to go. I'm battling. But in verse number six, there is something there that I really want to just kind of dissect for a minute or two that I think and I pray will be helpful to us in ministry. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse six, the Bible says a couple of things. One, David was greatly distressed. That's the first thing. And I want to make sure that we understand that even in ministry, there is going to come some moments that are going to come some times when even in ministry, we are feeling distressed. As a matter of fact, we are spending a lot of time now talking about mental health, talking about self-care. 
ministry is one of those areas where we really have to practice and see the importance of taking care of ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and above all, spiritually. David was greatly distressed because the soldiers that were fighting with him are now fighting against him. The soldiers that were fighting with him as he destroyed the Amalekites have now turned on him because their wives and children have been taken captive. So much so that the Bible says that they spake of stoning him. They literally wanted to kill him. But I'm glad to tell you, and I often say this, I'm so glad that that verse just did not stop at that place of the fact that the men had turned on David and the soul of every man was grieved because of what had taken place. It's the last phrase that I often find strength in. And that last phrase said, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. And for a few moments, I just want to ask you, I just want to ask us in ministry, who do you turn to? for encouragement? Who do you turn to for strength? Who do you turn to for validation? Because one of the worst things we can do, and David shows us here, that one of the worst things we can do is seek validation from people that will flip on you without warning. David shows us here how easy it is for us to look for approval and acceptance from people who will sing your praises one day and then holler crucify you the next. As a matter of fact, it is amazing to me to think that even when we talk about uh, our Lord and our Savior, did they not do the same thing to him? Palm Sunday, we just celebrated yesterday, they sung his praises. But by Thursday of Holy Week, guess what's going to happen? They're going to turn on him and say, crucify him. How do you deal with that? How do you overcome that? How do you find that strength to encourage yourself? Who do you turn to? Who do you seek? Where are you going for validation? There are a couple of things that I just want to share with us tonight from experience that I pray will be of help to you. Number one, the first thing I want to make sure that you understand is understand that if you are looking for validation for people from people, validation from people can sometimes be a setup for false hope. I want to say that again. If you are looking for validation from people, Sometimes validation from people can be a setup for a false hope. Please understand, my, my, my fellow ministers, take it from me from experience that everybody that sings your praises in your face may not be covering you when your back is turned. Everybody that lifts you up in your face may not necessarily be covering you when the difficulties are coming. Everybody that will celebrate you in the good times may not always be there to push you in the bad times. So you have to be able to find the strength to know where to go 
for validation and encouragement. You got to know who to look to, who you can call on, who you can really rely on and trust in to tell you the truth so that it will build you up. Everybody, every preacher needs somebody, a mentor, a, a pastor, someone in the spirit who will speak life into you. And as they are speaking life into you, they are also there to challenge, correct, convince, and even convict. That's, that's what we need right now. You need somebody in ministry that's not going to be, watch this, a yes man who's going to agree with everything that you say, that's going to ride with everything that you say. You need somebody in your life, particularly in ministry, that loves you enough to check you when you mess up. You, you need somebody that is going to help you even when you go through those distressing moments. Because truth be told, every minister has a moment in ministry where we go through a season of distress. There are some times even in ministry where we feel like we are inadequate or we feel like we're not good enough. Sometimes our own low self-esteem beats us up and causes us to beat ourselves up. It will cause us to feel like we are not good enough. It will cause us to think, I can't do this. If you are not careful, it will even go so far as to make you feel like, based on what you see in somebody else, that I can't do this, or I can't do it like them, or I can't do it like they do it. You've got to be able to have somebody that's going to push you into your destiny. Somebody who's going to speak life into you. Yeah, David was distressed. So who did David turn to? Well, according to this verse, the Bible says that David encouraged himself which gives me a nugget that I've got to drop on a young preacher tonight. You have got to be able to find more confidence in the God that called you than you can looking for celebration from the people who listen to you. I want to say that again. I want to say that again. You have got to find more confidence in the God that called you. Find more confidence in the God that called you to ministry before looking for, for affirmation and celebration from people who listen to you. You have got to find more confidence in the one who has sanctified you. Big word, which simply means he has set you apart for a holy or a special work. Find more confidence in him. And here's what happens. When you find more confidence in him, get this, you'll find strength to validate yourself. Hmm. 
you will find strength to encourage yourself. Now, the word encourage in King James comes from a Hebrew word here that simply means to strengthen or to make stronger. The words, the word encourage here basically says that I've got to do what I've got to do in my lowest moment to find strength in myself. I've got to do what I've got to do to find validation in me, because here's what I have learned in my years in ministry. Sometimes the only person that will encourage you is you. And you can encourage yourself, watch this now, if we can ever overcome the spirit of being our own worst critic. Can I encourage someone tonight to really see the importance of overcoming being our own worst critic? We beat ourselves up because we think we have not done what we think we should do. And what happens is, is you're setting yourself up because you're setting yourself up on a standard that oftentimes does not align itself with the one that called you. I can tell you from personal experience, there have been some Sundays that I thought preaching, I didn't do anything. There have been some Sundays that I thought basically I flunked from the time I got up to the time I sat down. But I can tell you that it was in those moments, it's in those moments that I felt like I have not done anything that people have really come back and said, Pastor, you really helped me there. Pastor, you really encouraged me there. Pastor, you really helped me to see me. You know what it helped me to do? It helped me to take my eyes, watch this, off of my own opinions of myself. Remember now, David encouraged himself in the Lord. How did he do that? How did he find strength in the midst of stress to strengthen himself? Simple. Three things. Number one, David was willing to worship. And if you don't hear anything else I tell you tonight, please understand that a preacher who is not willing to worship is a preacher who will struggle in weakness. You have to find the strength to make a connection and maintain a connection with the God that called you. You have to find the strength to stay connected to the one that called you. When no one else will worship in the sanctuary, you worship. When no one else is honoring and reverencing God, you find yourself doing it. And I'll take it a step further. Not only should you worship, as the old saying goes, corporately, but find the strength to also have some private worship. Connect with God. Because in this passage of scripture, which I tell you is one of my go-tos, The first thing that happens after the men turn on David, if you keep reading in that chapter, 
David looks to Ahimelech's son and says to Abiathar, bring me the ephod. I need the very thing that represents the power, the presence, and the provision of God. That's what worship does. Worship helps us to recognize and reverence and give respect to who God is. He is the one that enables us to do what we do. He is the one that equips us to carry out the work. He is the one that empowers us to stand before people, even in the midst of nerves and in the midst of jitters and in the midst of feeling inadequate, in in the midst of feeling like it's not going to go over, they are not going to hear me, they are not going to listen to me. He is the one that somehow, I, I still don't know how he does it, but I love him for it. Somehow he takes the words that fall from our lips, seasons them with grace before they get to the ears of our listeners. And somehow, some way, even when we miss it and we mess it up, he in turn intervenes and allows that word to minister to his people. See, that's why we get excited. I do. When I read in the word where the Bible says that God's word will not return to him void. God's word is going to accomplish that which he sent it out to do. So why am I going to stress out over God's word? If I am preaching God's word and delivering God's word and sharing God's word, here it is, y'all. Here's the celebration. God's word is going to do what God wants his word to do. So I have to be a willing worshiper. Got to be a willing worshiper. But here's the second thing. How do I find this validation? How do I encourage myself in God? Not only do, do I become a willing worshiper, but then the next thing I see here is this. I've got to have a real relationship. See, there comes times in all of our lives where even though we are preachers of the gospel, situations get heavy. I know I got somebody who understands where I'm coming from. I'll be glad to say it again, Siri. Uh, Siri's talking tonight. I'll be glad to say it again. There comes a time that even though we are in ministry, ministry can become heavy. There comes times that it doesn't even have to be ministry. Sometimes it can just be the circumstances of life that will get the best of us. Sometimes it can just be the situations of life that are just working on our nerves. They are wearing us down. You know, I'm trying to be joyful. I'm trying to be positive. Can we talk? I'm trying to stay focused. I'm trying to stay faithful, but I am still battling with some stuff. Paul told the Roman church in Romans chapter seven that I find a struggle constantly taking place between my flesh and my spirit. And I don't know one preacher truly called by God who does not deal with that, who does not struggle sometimes between doing what we want to do and doing what God says do. I don't know a preacher that does not struggle sometimes when there are times that I really want to say something, but the Lord is telling me, hold my peace. Mm-hmm. 
How do I do that? I've got to have a real relationship with the God that called me. As a matter of fact, I'll drop a heavy nugget on you. You can have a better relationship with people when you have a right and real relationship with the God that called you. Because the Bible says that when with that relationship, you can love your enemies. You can bless those that curse you. You can do good to those that hate you. And God knows you can pray for those that despitefully use you. When you have that level of relationship, it's when you have that level of relationship with God, you are able, just like David, to stand in a spirit of strength when those who were once riding with you have now turned on you. Am I helping somebody? You can actually be able to overcome the situation. You can walk through the stress when you have a right relationship with God. Now, what David shows us here is that a part of this right relationship means that we're going to have to do some talking to God. And I want to encourage every preacher to make time daily to talk to God. And I'm not just talking about, okay, Lord, I got to preach on Sunday. What do you want me to say? Okay, Lord, I got to lead this Bible study. What do you want me to say? Okay, Lord, in this age of how COVID has allowed many of us to branch out. Okay, God, I got to, I got to go live in an hour. What do you want me to say? No, we need to start talking to God about some of the real situations that we are dealing with in our lives. Look, God, I'm going through this situation. God, my bills are bigger than my money. God, I've got this coworker that's testing my spirit. God, I want to do it the right way, but somebody's constantly working on me. Somebody's constantly testing me. Somebody's constantly trying me. God, I need your help. That's what David did. The men were ready to kill him. The men were ready to stone him. He was distressed, but he found enough time after worshiping to talk to God. He says to God, God, this is what I need to know. Shall I pursue after this truth? And if I pursue them, will I overtake them? And which brings me to the last thing I got to tell you. You're willing worshiper, right? That's awesome. Have a real relationship with God. But here's the last thing. Be open and observant to God's voice. You got to be open and observant to the voice of God. Who do I turn to for strengthening who do I turn to for validation? How can I strengthen myself? How can I validate myself? Watch this. David was able to do it based on what God said. And he built it on what God said. God said to David, listen, you pursue them. Go after them. You will surely overtake them. And without fail, there's another translation that says, and for certain, you will recover all. I need to tell somebody tonight who's listening, somebody who is really at that point, some, some young preacher who is feeling inadequate or ready to give up, some young preacher who has allowed yourself to be caught in the trap of comparison. 
and you're basically saying you're not good enough. Some young preacher who who sits in awe and watches somebody else do this and you're like, man, if I could do it like them, then I really could go somewhere. Let me help you quickly. When you start doing that, you really don't know what that preacher you're watching and you're wishing you could emulate and you could copy is going through. Sometimes we go and we struggle through things. And as I often share, it's our struggles that give us some of the greatest messages and the greatest sermons to help somebody else. But you got to be open and you got to be observant to the voice of God. What am I saying to a young preacher? I'm saying to a young preacher, you can validate yourself when you stand on what God says. You can validate yourself through the word of God. Use the word of God to validate yourself. Use the word of God to identify yourself. The word of God says that we are a royal priesthood. We are a chosen generation. We are a peculiar people. You know, if you think about in that passage where Peter speaks those things about who we are, do you not realize that when we look at that closely, we are a cut above what people say we are? Think about it. If you are holy, you're set apart. If you are royal, then that means people look up to you for who you are. Yeah. If you're peculiar, they see you differently. Mm. If you're chosen, that means you've been picked out. So you're going to have to deal with being picked on. But watch this, because that passage also says we went through all of that. So we could show forth the praises of him that have called us out of darkness. Catch it. He validates us so that we can validate ourselves. He strengthens us through his word so that we can strengthen ourselves. How did David do it? David was open to the voice of God. When God said to David, go after them. You'll overtake them and you will recover all. I want to make sure you understand and you know that when you know who you are and above all know whose you are, guess what? You too can say, I am the head. I'm not the tail. I'm above. I'm not beneath. Greater is he. That's in me. See, see how you validate yourself? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You speak life over your own situation. When you begin to speak the word of God over your life, when you begin to start declaring what God has said over your life, young preacher, while you are busy work, working and looking and hoping, for pets on the back from people. No already possess the confidence to know that you are already what he said you are. He said he created you unique unto himself. So because he created you unique unto himself, 
You're not supposed to be like anybody else. You are called out to be different. Stand in that. Walk in that. Find the strength to encourage yourself. Find the strength to strengthen yourself. Find the strength to go through the dark moments of your life declaring greater is he that's in me. Find the strength to go through even those crying moments because all of us at one point or another will deal with situations of life that are going to test us. But you better remind yourself of what God said in his word. Remind yourself. Remind yourself of what God has said. Remind yourself that he is your shepherd. And because he is your shepherd, you will not want for anything. Remind yourself that he is your light and your salvation. Whom shall you fear? He is the strength of your life. So who do I have to be afraid of? Remind yourself through his word that you can lift your eyes to the hills from which cometh your help, knowing that your help cometh from the Lord. I often use that Psalm, Psalm 121. I often use that Psalm even, that's another one of my go-tos, by the way. And I recently had a Sunday school teacher say to me that you can take that Psalm and make that Psalm personal. Mm Mm-hmm. I, JT, will lift up his eyes to the hills from whence JT's help comes from. JT's help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not suffer JT to be moved. Behold, he who keeps JT will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is JT's keeper. The Lord is JT's shade upon his right hand. Therefore, the sun shall not smite JT by day, nor the moon by night. For the Lord will preserve JT's soul and keep him from all evil. You can be validated and you can validate yourself. You can encourage yourself when you are a willing worshiper with a real relationship who is open and observant to the voice of God. I hope tonight that you will see young preachers, those who are just getting started in ministry. Don't let the pressure of trying to be something somebody else wants you to be. Don't let the pressure of people celebrating you. Don't let the pressure of people trying to push you into something you're not ready for cause you to become distressed. Because I can tell you from experience, I can tell you from experience, they will love you when you preach them happy, but they'll turn on you when you start telling them the truth about themselves. Find the strength to know who you are in God. And when you can do that, In those distressing moments of life, you are able to strengthen yourself. You can encourage 
yourself. He will give you the ability to validate yourself. How does he do it? I remain a willing worshiper. I strive every day to have a right and real relationship with God. And in every area of my life, I seek to be open and observant to the voice of God. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I'm glad to be back. It's a joy to be able to reconnect. And I pray tonight that as we resume this journey of helping one another, iron sharpening iron, it's my prayer that we will see now more than ever that this is a season of building up one another. Fellow preachers, this is a season of speaking life into each other. This is a season of letting one another know we are a gift to the body of Christ. Don't let anybody low rate your gift. Don't let anybody uh, devalue your gift. Don't let anybody use your gift. Don't let anybody abuse your gift. And before you seek validation from others for your gift, always remember to encourage yourself.